The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, movie lovers? It's been about a week, I think, and um, it's been a while since I've seen you guys. Um, tonight, guys, we're going to talk about this awesome series on Netflix, and I'm sure you all heard about it. It came out August 2022 called The Sandman, um, and John DeGregorio from Movie Lovers Unite is going to join me, and um, we're going to review this series. There's 11 episodes, guy, guys, and um, we're going to review episode one, season one, and uh, so let's get into talking about this awesome new series that I discovered. What's up, John? Nothing much. How you doing, Rossi? I'm doing really good. I'm doing very good, actually. Um, so just a little bit. So I hit you up. I tell you about this new series. What do you think about just, you know, so far? So far, I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying this fantasy type of level of the Sandman, the mythology of the Sandman, and stuff like that, too. And I can't help but think of the 1950s song, uh, Mr. Sandman, whenever <laughs> I first heard about this. But right. uh, but here's the thing. This is right up my alley, because I'm huge in, deep into, like, Elseworlds stuff and things like that. Right. So I do appreciate you inviting me to do this, because this is, this is fantastic. So you guys are really going to love this um, series. So just a little bit about it. Um, so the storyline goes like this. A wizard, att a wizard attempting to capture death to bargain for eternal life traps her younger brother, Dream. Instead, fearful for his safety, the wizard kept him imprisoned in a glass bottle for decades. After his escape, Dream, also known as Morpheus, goes on a quest for his lost objects of power. So um, this series, guys, like I said, it came out August 5th, 2022 on uh, Netflix. You can watch it on Netflix. And um, let's see, I have the caster because I, I, this is an amazing cast. And some of these people, guys, I didn't know. So we have um, uh, Tom Sturridge, who plays Dream slash Morpheus. Um, and um, we have uh, Boyd Holbrook, who plays Corinthian. Patton Oswalt, we all know Patton from King of Queens. It, it was actually surprising for me to find out that Patton is in this. He plays Matthew the Raven. Um, Vivian, oh, um, I don't want to chop up her name, but uh, Chimpong plays Lucian, and so on and so on and so on, okay? And there are, like, uh, five directors um, for this, um, this series, and uh, they directed certain episodes. So when we get into each episode, we'll talk about the director. I'll mention the director. Anyways... Would you think about this? And one more thing I want to tell you guys really quick that I really want you guys to know. So um, 
Dream, he is the sole ruler, ruler of the dream realm. He's responsible for the forging and shaping of the dreams and nightmares that are experienced by all mortal beings. Um, his only companions are uh, the librarian, Lucian, and his raven, em, 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 emissary, sorry, Matthew. Um, so Dream also, really quick, guys, he has seven siblings. So you have, um, um, he was one of the seven with endless powers, beings that they're older, they're older than God. So they are, they are everything, okay? They can make things happen. Um, and his brothers and sisters, I want to mention their names too. You have destiny, you have death, dream, destruction, desire, despair, and delight. And just to let you know, remember, the wizard was trying to summon, um, um, let's see, death. death and yeah. he was trying to summon death and end up getting dream. So, John, I'll let you talk about a little bit about what, what you thought about that first episode. and. Okay, so when it gets first introduced, we get the mythology, we have the, of course, we actually have the raven flying through, and I really like, I got crow-like vibes from it at first when I saw the raven and stuff, but the stuff within itself, you have a lot of stuff going on here. You have the introduction, of of course, of uh, Corinthian, who's basically trying to summon death right. to resurrect his son. Because he's and basically this guy is so broken and so jaded in his own way of thinking that he's right. thinking that he's doing something right because he wants to reunite his uh, other son probably with his brother because his brother might not have even know him back back then. Right. Right. So this guy's hurt. He's trying to summon somebody that's dead. Right. And you know, there's a lot of brokenness within this family in itself. Yes. That you feel for, you even feel for the little boy at the very beginning. You feel oh, for absolutely. Alex. Yes, absolutely. I, um, yeah, when, um, when Corinthian was talking to the friend of his that in, ended up bringing him the book of, of spells, um, the way that Corinthian talks about the wizard, the way he talks about wanting his son, his, and, and he has two boys, okay? One's alive, who's the youngest son, uh, Alex. The older died in the war. So, but he's so focused on getting his favorite son back. And he mentions that. And there's a scene where Alex walks into this, com Alex walks into this conversation that his dad is having with the friend of his who also wants to bring his son back because he also lost the son. So um, the wizard, he's really good. He's very powerful, but he, he's actually an amateur. Okay. But that, that book of spells that his friend brought over wow okay just wow but anyways that the household is very dysfunctional you get the the sense that uh dad hates alex and and uses alex and we'll talk about him using alex a little bit later but yeah so that's what we go into it's a beautiful the the atmosphere is absolutely beautiful the um the 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 green screens i believe they use a lot of the greens a lot of green screens are beautiful the mansion where uh, Corinthian, where a lot of this takes place, um, and the the realm where Dream comes from, you know, you get to see um, his what would you call it his his the land where where he comes from, the Dream world that he comes from, absolutely beautiful. And so you get to see that at the beginning, and then we'll you know as the story goes along, we'll find out what happens. Go ahead, John. Yeah, here's the thing. I really have to say, Corinthian, uh, the actor who plays him. It, his name is Boyd Hallbrook. Hallbrook. Right. 
and he played in Game of Thrones. And whenever yes, I saw him, I'm like, okay, so this is actually a perfect guy that you would actually play as a sorcerer to do this with, because this guy can go dark if he needs to go dark. Right. And he goes dark by abusing his own son. Right. Uh, that's And also, too, like, whenever you see him capture, capture him, Morpheus, and... Right. You realize, okay, so he captured a god, but not the god that he had wanted. Right. Which is the dreams. And, right. you know, he actually took a vow of silence because of the way that he was actually being treated with, because of the way the Corinthian was doing. Right. And his son actually showed more mercy than his father did, Alex did. Right. And remorse for him. But he was so afraid of his father to the point where his own anxieties got the best of him. Right. right. And he's, and that's where the outcome of what happens to him later on. But, you know, you feel for both of them. You're hoping that they both get out of this messed up situation that they're in because they're going through the same stuff that basically you have Morbius who's actually going through the same thing that Alex is going through. Right. And they're, I do want to make a correction really quick, though. So the father that we're talking about is his name is Roderick Fergus. Okay. He is the wizard. Okay. Um, Corinthian is actually Dream's uh, brother. He's one of the, mm-hmm. the the brothers with the the teeth for for eyes. That's the mm-hmm. brother. So what what we what we see when it starts, guys, is that we see a scene where Dream is leaving his realm because he has to go and wrangle up his brother um, Corinthian because Corinthian's out there causing nightmares, causing horrible things to happen. So he sees that he's kind of. He wasn't to, was let out of the dream world to do that. He wasn't supposed to do that. So when Dream knows that there's a problem with his brother, he's going to take the brother's powers back. While he's getting ready to confide or confine his brother to nowhere, basically, for forever, from what I got from it, all of a sudden, you know, Dream stops. And he has this pocket of sand that is, is part of his belongings. And all of a sudden... He's gone. So you had the wizard and his cult um, were opening up the spell book to cast a spell to try to trap death. And so what they got was death's little brother, Dream. So when Dream is getting ready to cast his brother into elsewhere, you know, for lack of better terms, he's then snatched up by this spell that the wizard, Roderick, um, summoned. He summoned him. And so that's where the story begins. And when he summons um, Dream, Dream ends up laying up and he's in the basement of their mansion. And he's laying there with his helm, his sand, and his ruby. These are the most important things in the world. And anyone that gets their hands on it, it's, it you can do bad or good. And most people that get it are going to do something bad. Go from there, John. Right, because even his own father, because even when Alex's father winds up going over to where the glass is, because he's actually trapped. And what I would like to actually say is like a glass timer type of thing, like a, like sand. Right. If you right. think about it. Right. And, you know, the thing that I got from that was like, okay, so he's trapped in there. His father, and then of course the father's trying to bargain with him because, well, if you speak to me and tell me who you are, I'll let you go because I got your ruby. And he's also mentions to him that uh, I want I want um, 
uh, basically he's greedy. He goes, I want money. I want this. I want, I'm like, I want power. I'm like, dude, you already have all this. You have a mansion for crying out loud. Right. And I'm just, right. Greedy. It's, it's the greed of, of we as, as humans, you know, um, we want the world when a lot of us have the world and he wants more. And, and with that, he does want his, his dead son to come back. And so dream, they built this, like John said, it's like, um, this, this hourglass capsule to, to keep him and maintain him. Because once he had dream, Corinthian, his brother, um, or Corinzo, I'm sorry. Corin, Corin, Corinzio, his brother, shows up at Roderick's house and lets Roderick know, I know who you have in your basement. And Roderick thinks that he's there to kind of out him or, or to, 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 that he wants dream. But no, he's, he wants his brother to stay encapsulated in, in that hourglass because he can then roam the world and do the evil that he wants to do and have more mm-hmm. freedom. So, He's there to basically help Roderick and let Roderick know you need to make sure he's he's encapsulated, that he's never let out, ever. Mm-hmm. And I will help you and show you how to do that. And so Roderick, of course, you know, well, what do you want out of it? And his thing is, I just want you to make sure he is stays contained where you have him. And wow, did he stay contained? And also, we want to talk about um, Lucian, uh, the bird, the, the right. raven. Uh, and- so- Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you or anything no, like okay. that. But, but what I got was this. Okay, it's like he's saying, "Well, I don't need to sentence him now. He's right. already gotten his sentence. Right. So therefore, what better way to do it? So that's not on that blood's not on my hands. That's all right. on the blood of somebody else's hands now. So therefore, I can roam and do whatever I want right. to do. So therefore, it's like easy peasy. Somebody else did the uh, dirty work for me versus me having to isolate him and go somewhere else. So right. now I get to roam. And I definitely like that concept of like, okay, well, I'm just going to sentence him, but you know what? You know what, man? You don't have a good thing going on over here. You have right. him trapped already inside the basement. You know, don't make sure you feed him, you know? Right. And, you know, <laughs> by the way, you know that bird he has? Yeah. Lucian? Yeah. Well, he comes with the package. Right. So if you don't want, so if you don't want him out or anything and want him more isolated, you get rid of him because that's right. actually the, basically a messenger for him. Absolutely. That goes right. over to the dream side. So you don't want him to go back and forth. Right. So that's the way to do it. Because, well, you know, if the circle is broken, you know, he can get out. Because don't worry about your stupid circle. You need to worry about that right, right there. Right. And so I definitely like the whole concept of he's giving us the mythology as he, as the viewer, as yeah. he's taking, as the guy is actually taking it in too. Right. So we, the viewer, are experiencing this for the first time, just as the guy is actually experiencing it for the first time too. Right. Absolutely. Um, and the, the, the bird itself now, when they end up catching Dream and he's laying there and they take his helm, his sand and his ruby, the bird flies out of his, 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 um, his coat or whatever it is. So this raven flies, flies out and they're just thinking it's just a regular raven. And like John said, until Corinzio lets, you know, Roderick know, you know, you need to be on the lookout for that raven. Also, we do have little Alex who is just, you know, a, a sweet loving kid, you know, but he's ruled by his father. And so, um, for the first 10 years, they have dream you know, he's down there for 10 years, a decade goes by, and he's still in this basement. And one thing that Roderick got 
is that he got, and, and his friends, they end up having a, a youth because 10 years later, everyone looks the same. The only person that's aged is little Alec that's gotten older um, and, and a lot more wealth that he has. So the cult that he is with and, and he himself have benefit. But in the whole 10 years, Dream refuses to talk or say anything because he does mention, because he narrates his story. And he mentions in his narration that the things that Roderick wants and that he's asking for, it's not good for humans to have at all. And some of the things that he's asking for, Dream can't, can't give to him. So he decides he's just going to stay silent and never talk to them. One thing about Dream, though, um, you have to be alert. You have to be on your P's and Q's because if you fall asleep in front of him, he's able to enter your dreams and he's able to make you do things that you normally wouldn't do. So that was also um, one crucial thing that Carinzio told Roderick. So what Roderick does is Roderick has bodyguards watching over Dream and he, they're taking a, like back in the day, a no dose basically, you know, um, stimulants to keep them awake so that they do not fall asleep because that can be a really, um, th that's really bad if you fall asleep in front of Dream. And so, and we get to that point because there is a point where Dream is able to get out. Um, one thing I do want to mention though, what about the part where um, the son gets in trouble because he goes down, uh, Alex goes down and decides the bodyguards want to leave for the day. So Alex goes down and is like, I want to do it. I'll, I'll watch over Dream. Alex feels horrible about the fact that his dad has this guy in this basement. Mm -hmm. So Alex goes down and he's talking to Dream. Dream's not saying anything and letting him know, I can get you out of here. What do you want me to do? And his father catches him. Go from there, John. That was just Okay, so he goes down to the basement. He's just making conversation with him. And I thought for sure that he was going to open up to Alex. I Me thought for too. sure. Yes. But can I just also mention this? They picked the perfect actor that's tall and lanky for oh. this this job because it's just like the comic, which is something that I do appreciate with okay. the little details. But when Alex goes over there, he goes, well, what happens if I let you out? What would happen if I let you out? Right. Would that be okay? Can I let you out? Because right. you don't deserve to be locked in here. I feel bad that you're locked in here. Next thing you know, the father goes, is he telling you that? What's he doing? You know, you're not right. supposed to let him out. Why are you letting him out? Right. So I'm thinking in the father's mind and the father's perspective, maybe his son fell asleep and maybe. Oh, okay. Because just thinking about it now in the context of how he just comes out in the shadows. Right. And right. I'm thinking, well, maybe his father wasn't there the whole time. Maybe he just was there for that short period. Maybe he was thinking, well, maybe my son had actually dozed off right because he's not supposed right. to be next near him. So right. maybe that's what happened. Maybe he, um, maybe Dream is actually having some type of way of actually talking to him and do, making him say the things that he's saying. But right. it's really, it's Alex that's doing the talking and Absolutely. trying to negotiate with him. Yeah. He wants to help, like, you know, wants to help him out. Right. Because he's like, look, man. This is a crap shit end of the deal. Okay. <laughs> I don't like my father either. You don't like him either. But right. here's the thing. I feel bad that you're locked in here. Cause it's like, right. I'm locked in here in this mansion too. So let me try and do us both a favor. And I'll let you go as long as you don't hurt me. Cause it's not right. my fault. Don't let me pay for the sins of my father. Right. Cause it's not my fault that my father is the way he is. Right. But then Alex ends up getting on dream shit list basically because right. what happens well, he, is, is that Alex wants to you know, make amends with his father. 
And so when his father brings him upstairs as, after Catherine kept catching him in the basement, he brings him upstairs and is, is getting ready to beat the hell out of him with this cane that he has. But um, uh, uh, someone intervenes and uh, the, the woman that ends up living with them, she comes in, uh, sees Alex laying down, asking what's going on. Uh, Alex gets up and, 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 you know, Alex's father tells him, if you want to help me out, kill that damn bird. That's what you can do. So I've been yeah. trying to kill this bird for 10 years. 10 years. And I just thought it was hilarious uh, the way he said, I've been trying to kill this damn bird. Right. Like, I'm her foot. I've been trying to kill this damn bunny for over 50 years. Right. And I'm still <laughs> not able to do that. And he's not. And Lucien is like flying around the house. There is one scene I want to, want to mention that Lucien is flying around the house and he's in the, the, the study and he sees, you know, uh, Roger come in the study. Roger goes in the study, has a cigar. Lucien is just perched up above him. And um, Roger lights his uh, cigar, walks out. Lucien flies over, picks up a match, lights it in the hallway, drops the match on top of uh, some papers that uh, Roger left behind on, on a chair, it flies down to the basement. And when Dream sees Lucien fly to, the, to the, um, the, the, the glass of where he's being captured at, the look on his face, like family, like he hasn't seen his family in 10 years so far, and to see Lucien, his face lights up. He's just, he's so happy. And Lucien is is pecking at the glass, just letting him know, I'm here. I, I, I'm trying. And at that point, it was the worst. Alex ends up getting the bird. He shot the bird. And blood just spills all over the, the freaking glass. And the look on Lucien's or, or Dream's face when he sees that his companion is dead and then he looks at Alex and that look he gave Alex was like, you'll never ever be forgiven for what you just did. I don't care right. if you did. I don't care how, how what you're, you will never be forgiven. And I remember that look. I remember that too. That was like a really pissed off look. I'm like, Oh, this is not going to end well for Alex. Right. And right. You know, at first I thought maybe Lucian might actually get him loose because he's actually picking at the glass. So I'm like, okay, so maybe there's some hope for him. And then all of a right. sudden, the hope is gone. I'm like, oh, okay, so yeah, I'm for that. But at the same time, I'm like, I wonder if Lucian is dead. Like, right. the thing in the back of my mind is like, well, maybe because of the fact that um, Graham knows the situation that Alex is in. Right. And maybe somehow or another, there's some tele type of telepathic kind of thing just going on. Yeah, not a problem. Continue to talk, John. Yeah, I just thought that there was some type of telepathic thing going on within, uh, between Dream and him to the point where, you know, maybe Lucian would actually know, oh, look, okay, maybe I'll just play dead, and but I'm not really dead, so therefore I'm going to wake up later on. And that that would be it. That was like a little bit of redemption and stuff. But no, it doesn't happen that way like I had thought. But yeah. But basically what I was saying was <laughs> this. <laughs> I was saying this. I was saying this, though. I was thinking maybe... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Lucien was playing dead. Okay. Because maybe there was some type of telepathic thing that was going on within Dream. Okay. And what I'm thinking was, okay, maybe Dream is telling him to play dead because of the fact that um, Alex has basically his father wants to kill him. Right. So I was thinking maybe Dream has some way of actually knowing that. Right. And maybe it might actually end well for Alex, but no, it doesn't happen that way. I'm glad it doesn't happen in the way that I had thought. Right. Because it gives him so much more to actually play around with. Right. Versus that, because it gives him more of a danger element. Right. I think, you know, my thing that surprised me was, um, and I think it was at that time where um, when Lucien, after Lucien kills, um, or or after Alex kills Lucien, the, the Raven, and remember, he and his dad get into it down in that basement. And Alex finally, finally yells at his dad and lets his dad know, you basically, you don't even love me. Like, you know, you, you're, you're trying to get your dead son back, who you'll never get back. And his father steps to him and Alex pushes his father. His father's back of the head hits the, the glass where Dream is, is, is captured in and basically busts the back of his head. And the father falls to the, to the ground and uh, he ends up dying. But before he dies, he yells out to Dream, you'll never be free now. You'll never get loose. And I wasn't expecting for the dad to die. That kind of just took me by surprise. That blew my mind. I knew he would die eventually. Right. But I was thinking like old age would yeah, come right. to him. Yes, yes. And that kind of way to the point where it's like, okay, well, now Alex can live out his life and right. help uh, Dream out. But no, it right. doesn't happen that way. And or like how they play it off, though. It's like, okay, at the same time, you have Lucien that died. Right. And then you also have the father that died. So you have two of these people that are dead. Right. And both of each other's lives. Right. And right. stuff like that. So I thought it was a very good good way of actually having emotional depth to it. But right. also, too, we also forgot to mention this. While there's stuff going on within the mansion itself and the mansion walls, oh, the longer yeah. that he's – the longer that Dream is locked in – Right. And everything that war is going on. You have yes. disease. We have all this stuff going on. And even this one girl who can't wake up, right, or anything, because of the fact that Dream can't wake her up. Right. That's right. We we didn't mention that. So here's the problem with what um what what uh, uh Alex's dad did by capturing Dream. People that were asleep at that time they can't wake up because there's no regulation to their dream. Dream's not there to do what it is that he does regulates the dream world the nightmare world so everyone who sleep have been sleep for years the little girl that you see in the beginning after dream is captured they end up showing what's going on in the world and a lot of people who were sleeping never woke up they're not dead they just they're just still sleeping they're not able to wake up because dreams not there to regulate their dreams so that's going on like like john said while he is trapped down in that hourglass um, cage that he's in. One thing that is fascinating to me about it, he was down there for a century. 106 years. Years he was down there. So you see, after after Alex's dad died, Alex meets um, uh, a companion. Um, Paul, I have yeah. to get Paul. He meets his companion, Paul, who's just a really great guy. You see Alex at... 70, 80 years old, 
and Dream is still down there. He's still captured, but you got to tell him how he gets free. This so is very important. At this moment, Paul is taking his friend um, away from the glass, the hourglass, and he accidentally scrapes his leg, or not leg, but his foot against the uh, circle. The circle is now broken, which yes. now allows Dream to escape. And then once you see that happen, you realize now that Dream is going to get his vengeance now. And 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 just to let you know, that wasn't done by accident because when Paul ends up scraping that that circle, you know, um, and and um, basically breaking the, the the spell, um, he looks back at at Dream and gives Dream that look like now you're free because right. th- that look that he gave Dream, he knew that what he did, he knew that he had you know unbound the spell. And so right. I, I love that when you if you catch if you catch that guys look for that in that first episode when he looks at at Dream because he purposely did that to free this man. But the only right. way he can get free is to enter someone's dream, and John's going to tell you how he did that. Right, and I, I just want to go back on that narrative real quick mm-hmm. too. And it's like okay, well, my friend couldn't do what his father couldn't do. Right. Right. Because, right. And so I'm going to do that because right. I'm going to be the bigger man and do that and let him go free. Definitely. And here's the thing. I think the biggest problem with Alex is he's become institutionalized. Yes. And it's not, a, he wasn't in prison, but it was under the fact, yeah, his father's gone, yes. but he's been under his father's thumb for so long right. to the point where that's programmed in his head. Yep. To the point where that's all he knows. And because that's all he knows, that's what killed him. Oh, absolutely. In the end. Absolutely. And he could have let Dream out once his dad died. He could have done that. Right. But he was still asking Dream the same thing his father wanted to know. Who are you? Because remember, right. even though it's been 100 years, Dream has never spoke to them. Not one word. He just lay there. In that I believe he would have if it wasn't for him killing uh, oh. his family. Yes. But because of that, he took another vow of silence, basically. Yeah. But, yeah. Absolutely. And so what happens is, is that there are bodyguards. Remember, there are still bodyguards that are down there uh, watching over him. And this one fateful evening, um, the bodyguards are down there. The, 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 the spell has been broken because, remember, it's, 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 it's Paul scraped it. So it's not, you know, it's, it's, there's no spell anymore. Okay. Dream just needs someone to, enter their dreams to make them do what he needs them to do. So there's one bodyguard there that's just, you know, uh, reading the newspaper. They're, they're ha- he's having a chat with the other female bodyguard, and they think the female bodyguard, I love how she thinks it's a vampire or something because they don't know who this guy is, but they are paid to protect this guy. So I, I would have thought that too. Anyways, um, Dream ends up, uh, the guy ends up falling asleep. And while he falls asleep, Dream goes to that the the head bodyguard goes to him in his dream, and he can be whatever you want him to be while you're dreaming. So the bodyguard thinks that he sees a young beautiful woman walking on a beach. He thinks he's at a beach when he's actually in a dream. And then when Dream approaches him and he sees that his dream, he takes out his gun and he starts shooting. But then when reality, when we come back to reality, we see that the bodyguard is actually shooting at the the capsule that dreams in and 
once he shoots and breaks that glass, Dream is able to throw the sand in their face and knock them out into a deep sleep, and he's out of there. Um, he then ends up going into um, Alice, Alex's sleep. <laughs> and remember, at this time, Alex is like 80 years, some odd years old. And his torture for what Alex did to Lucian and to him um, is to put him in a sleep where he'll never wake up. And so that's how he gets back at Alex. Um, and from that point on, he's now on the search for his helm, his um, ruby, and his sand. Right, because remember, the guy's wife... Uh, yes, that's right. She winds up taking uh, Corinthian's um, fortune right. and took the ruby, took everything that was part of Dream. Right. And so that's what, that's what leads him on his quest. And that's also one of the bargains that the father also tried to do with Dream was like, well, if I let you out, you you can have your a ruby bag, you can have everything back. Right. But you have because to give me what, what, what I want. And and he did let, um, when Roderick was alive, he did let Dream know, listen, the woman I was with, because the woman that he was with ended up, end up getting pregnant and, and Roderick did not want the baby. So the woman, she's upset, she's scorned, she takes all of those items that were um, dreams and Roderick had and took those and ran off with them. So Roderick thought that, you know, that before he died, he went up to Dream and let Dream know, listen, all the things that you want, that you need, that woman ran off with them. So if you want your things back, you'll help me out and give me what I want. And even that didn't Dream, it, it, didn't, it didn't do anything. No. He still refused to help them out. So now we fast forward and his his items are somewhere in the world. And so that's where our journey starts. Once Dream is loose into back into the world, that's where we're at. We're looking for our helm, our 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 ruby and our sand. And also he ends up returning back to his land where he was, where he's mm -hmm. from. And it's so awesome because you then get to meet Lucian as a human. The, or the librarian. I'm sorry. Right. He's the librarian. She's not Lucian. She's the librarian. And she is his right hand. Like she makes she makes sure that he's okay. But guys, he's been missing for hundreds of years. So his realm that he's from is tell him what happened to the realm. Like So because of him being uh away for 106 years, not only does it affect our world in the way right. that our world is actually is, it also affects his world too. So now the beautiful mansion, the beautiful, beautiful stuff that was that we were introduced to at the very beginning of this episode is now in decay. Right. And now it's up to him to try and fix it. And that's right. why he needs his family. And you know, I was so excited to be able to see him back in his world, and then you see the decay and the destruction of what happened because of this, uh, because of Alex's father. Right. And seeing what he went through, I felt bad for him because now he has no home to go to. Right. Now. Right. And, and he has to rebuild it, you know, because remember, he mentioned that he built it once. He'll rebuild it again. But what really hurt Dream was the fact that the people that, that he was with, that he took care of, the people that worked with him, they had no faith in him and he felt disappointed that they just kind of didn't even like go and look for him. They just had no faith in him. And so they all just, they all left and went to live their own lives and go and do their own things. And as the series go, we'll, we'll meet some of those people that used to be live in that same castle or in land that he is from. So 
I thought that was sad, but I, I'm really excited now because I can't wait to see who has those things. Where, where, where is this helm? Where is this ruby? It's going to be an awesome journey. I mean, I'm, I'm sold by this, John. And John yeah. knows a little bit more uh, detail about Sandman and the backstory and all of that. So, John, why don't you educate us? Give us some okay. So here's the thing. I I remember running a blog for this whenever it was coming into production. And I remember Joseph Gordon Love is being attached to do a movie based on the Sandman. And then it went into development in hell to where to the point where Joseph Gordon Love has had other projects that he had to do. Plus he's also doing his own show at the time. So therefore he wasn't able to do it. So now Netflix picks it up and does a TV series, which works so much better than a two and a half hour movie. You couldn't do this in a two and a half hour movie. You could do the introduction and just leaving it into right. the decay right. and then leaving that open for a sequel, but it doesn't land well. It doesn't have the des descriptions and stuff like that, the way you want to and let it be amplified through a TV series. And stuff like that either. No. So that was something else. But the comic book is actually written by Neil uh, Gaiman and published by DC Comics. And it also had Sam Keith as the artist. And then, of course, you have uh, Mike uh, Grinberg and Jill Thomason, Sean Mananis, and Mark Hempel, who were also artists. And there's also other X amount of artists that was actually a part of it. Right. But yeah, the main character, of course, was Dream and also known as Morpheus and other names, who is also of the Seven Endless. So the other right. Endless are Destiny, Death, Desire, Despair, and Del Delirium. Right. But yeah. And so um, so what did you think, Vic? Is this something that you um, that you like? You, you like what they did? Do you like the atmosphere, the the gentleman who's playing um who's playing dream i thought he was great oh Earth. like i, I said at the very beginning great. of this wow i thought they picked the perfect actor to play someone that's really skinny yeah. lanky really awkward but not too awkward but also dark and ominous at the same time right. and as soon as i see this element of the uh, of the sparrow and everything else that's going on within this thing and explaining the backstory I was sucked in because I'm a huge mythological person, though, too. This also gives me vibes of Moon Knight. This also gives me oh, vibes. Absolutely. Even the brother who has this Hudson Hawk kind of hat. <laughs> and he reminds me of Hudson Hawk and also to with Jay and Silent Bob with Dogma, where okay. you play, where it was Satan. So okay. those are the vibes. Anytime when I see someone with a white hat, I mean, a white suit and that kind of hat, I think of okay. Hudson Hawk and I also go into Dogma. Okay. at that time. But the mytho mythology is really fantastic. Yes. The acting is fantastic. It's very atmospheric. Yes, it is. I'm sucked into this whole entire thing. Right. And I'm glad I've got a chance to watch it now because at first there was a lot of stuff that was coming out at that time that we had Miss Marvel. We had all this other stuff. Right. So right. I wasn't able to watch this the way I wanted to watch it. So right. now I can actually appreciate it and I'm, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I did too. Um, I'm one of those people. I love fantasy. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm big on, um, um, the graphics and, and how mm -hmm. the, the costumes, everything. Um, one thing about, uh, Dream is I like the fact that he's kind of shaped like a bird in a way. The way that he was curled up on that floor, if you take a bird's skeleton and his back is hunched and it goes from small to big, um, I, 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 he, he looked like some type of, of, of sparrow or some type of 
bird, you know? Um, and so I did like that. Um, like I said, the costumes were great. And uh, the atmosphere is just, it's everything that I want. And the acting, the acting alone is just wonderful. Everyone did a great job selling this. So I hope you guys really um, are, I, I hope you guys will enjoy this new series that we're going to do here on Rossi Talks. Uh, this is episode 22. Um, we will, I'll be bringing you episode um, two, um, May 3rd. We're going to do episode two, May 3rd. We have other shows um, that I'm going to bring you from here until May 3rd. And then um, after that, we're just going to um, do the series. I think this is going to be fun. I think you all will like it. And John, thanks for joining me on uh, episode uh, one of Sandman. And John's going to be here a lot of the times with me um, uh, doing this series. I'll be sweating. I'll be I'm <laughs> <a> sweating nerd. That's <laughs> exactly. what I'm going to be. <laughs> He's going to be here. So this is going to be fun. I'm already on episode six, guys, just to let you know. I, I went back and started it over from episode one. So I'll do one episode each week. Um, we'll all catch up. But what I've seen so far, you guys are really going to love this. So, um, John, why don't you tell us if what you have coming up in the next week or so or tomorrow? You know, okay. So tomorrow, I'm actually changing my times on when I do my live shows now. It's not going to be 8 o'clock anymore. Uh, but it's going to be at 7 o'clock p.m. now. Okay. And... Basically, what I'm going to be doing tomorrow is I'm going to be doing a review on That Thing You Do. (laughs) And so I have Ryan from my weekly mixtape podcast. He puts out a great podcast. Ryan, if you're listening and everything, you got to do such a fantastic job of doing that. Of course, I was also a guest on his show for Playlist Wars a while back for doing Grand Theft Auto for that. But, yeah, we're going to be doing That Thing You Do, reviewing that. Uh, that's going to be at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to be on the Sleepy G uh, podcast uh, coming up this weekend. And also, too, I just want to tell you guys this, too. I'm going to be on the Multiverse of Geekdom YouTube channel. It's not going to be live, but what we've been doing is we've been doing this uh, type of D&D kind of style with uh, using uh, it's basically D&D with football. Mm-hmm. So basically it's called Titans of the Turf and I'm called the, my team is called the Misfits and I have Cartman <laughs> on my team. I have Batman on my team. I have, and Anthony from ACS universe is there and we're doing this D and D style game okay. and we're just having a good time and just being nerds and playing D and D with football. That so. sounds awesome. 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 You guys join John. I'm sure you will. Um, so for me guys on the 26th, um, I'm having Jay Sahali on my show. He's a film director. He has this awesome movie out. It's called Northwood Pie. You guys can watch that on Tubi. You can also watch that on Amazon Prime. So we'll be talking to him. And that's going to be for my listeners only, only on the podcast. Um, so that will be at uh, 7 o'clock uh, p.m. And then um, on the 3rd, like I said, we're going to do episode 2 of The Sandman, May 3rd. And then on, on May 10th, and I'll stop here, we're going to do our third video game show, um, and we're going to do uh, the best third-person shooters, period. Third-person shooters, period, all right? And so um, I'm going to have a panel of uh, gentlemen joining us. John, you know, I hope that you join me because we had such a good time on the last one. Yeah, I had a fantastic and, uh, time last time. Okay, uh, we sure. had a good time. Um, it's Trust will join us. Um, hopefully Frida will come back and join us on that panel and uh, someone new that will have uh, come and join us on that panel. So until then, then guys, enjoy your week. 
Enjoy your weekend. And I will see you all next week with Jay Sahali. Thank you. John, anything else you want to say to the good folks before we before we get out of here? That's pretty much everything I have going on. I do have an interview with two other uh, people that, matter of fact, with two other people, an actress named Rachel Warren and then my Helen um, with Helen. And basically these two women are so talented. They decided to team up and work together in a more diverse um, production company. And matter of fact, the production company is RWI, I believe, and then there's also another production company that Helen is uh, Helen Alexis Yonavov okay. is actually her name. And basically, they teamed up with each other to do this production company. And then I just found out recently they hired on somebody from Netflix that was a, somebody really? that used to work for Netflix. Nice. And they have her as part of the marketing team on it. So I'm proud of these women. These women are talented. And I'm excited to be able to inter interview them at 10 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time, 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. So that's <laughs> everything that I'm going to be doing for the channel right now. So we have a lot of content that we're bringing, you guys, and we hope that you all like our content. Um, if you do, uh, to podcast listeners, guys, help us out. Please go to Rossi Talks on YouTube and please hit the like, hit the subscribe, and please share so other people will know what we're doing and you helping us out. You can also reach out to John and I on uh, movieloversunite at gmail.com or rossitalks at gmail.com. We also have awesome merch. John, where can they get the merch at? You can actually go to bonfire.com okay. for the merch and stuff like that, too. The links are going to be provided below um, below this and everything for everything that, you, that we just talked about. Cool. We have uh, merch in the descriptions. We also have people where people can follow us, follow Alex and all that mm -hmm. stuff, too. So go on ahead. Have a good time. Buy some merch. It helps us out. It helps us to grow. It helps us to get new, more stuff to actually make our stuff look more professional, too. So if you guys can, go on ahead. Get yourself a T-shirt and everything. It helps us a long way. Yes, but a like is free and a share yep. is free and a subscribe is free. So if you like what we're doing, Please to the listeners on podcast. Love you guys. And please help us out on YouTube. Anyways, guys, we are out. Later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.